house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun, and it's been a ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I've won. And welcome to the show. Fellas, it's been an absolutely wild weekend. It's been a wild four days. There's been possibly more upsets. I don't. I haven't really looked into all the numbers of it, but this could be the most upsets ever. I don't really know. I know there was nine double-digit seeds that advanced to the round of 32, and a bunch of them advanced to Sweet 16, the round of 16. It's been an absolutely crazy March Madness. It was... Basically making up for the last two years' worth of madness, fellas. My bracket is busted, Zach. I think your bracket is busted. P-Bomber, I know you're still hanging in there. You have quite a few potential points still on the board. Your bracket is still intact, but, fellas, uh, overall, last four days, what's kind of your reaction uh, from March Madness? Yeah, like you said, uh, I think at some point yesterday is when this year's March Madness became the most... Uh, upsets in a tournament of all time. So, like you said, obviously a crazy four days, unbelievable basketball to watch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to see the rest of the tournament. Like you said, I still got all my Final Four teams, so I'm praying that you know the the upset bug doesn't bite me too bad. So, who's your Final Four? I got uh, Gonzaga and Baylor. I got Baylor winning it all against Gonzaga. Then I got Alabama and Houston. The other Damn, two. Dude. Nice. I thought I was – God, I'm so mad. I, literally, as of yesterday, all my Final Fours are out. I have 400, 410 possible points I can make. <laughs> Just a bad, bad year, dude. I I couldn't have been more pissed off about that Ohio State game. But I, I'm also pissed off at how they did the, the seedings this year, dude. I, to start off with Loyola, that, that's the biggest bullshit eight seed I've ever seen, dude. They, they did nothing to deserve an eight seed. They did everything to deserve like a five, six maybe. Um and had to fucking play Illinois, dude. Not that they were, not that it mattered anymore, because I had Ohio State winning it all. But I don't know, a little too mad for me. <laughs> I, too much March Madness, man. I, I'm, it's pissing me off. I'll, yeah, I'll be quite honest. And, and we should mention that the madness actually took out BG. He is um, out for tonight's podcast <laughs> due to madness overload. Um, but it's been, it's been insane. And it was, I mean, that Loyola Chicago game uh, against Illinois was. A very eye-opening game for I think Porter uh, Porter Moses Moser. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean that dude is insane. The way he outcoached uh, uh, Brad Underwood from Illinois. I mean that was a joke. That was a, if you're an Illinois fan or, or you're anyone in the camp of in the camp of Brad Underwood. I mean you're probably pretty embarrassed because your your head coach just got absolutely obliterated by the mid-major school in your own home state in front of the entire country. And it wasn't just for one half. It was for two halves, really, where Loyola Chicago out co- – I mean, they were just completely outmatched from a coaching perspective. When you look at the athletes that Illinois had and the inability to use those athletes, p- particularly on the defensive end, where they just had no answer for the high post play of Cameron Crutwig and what they were doing with those ball screens coming around uh, from the high post area. And he was just – destroying them and they weren't able to make any sort of adjustments on the way they were playing ball screens uh, because it was just 
eye-opening to see the difference between the, the way Loyola Chicago defended and the way Illinois defended. Two totally different styles, two totally different coaching philosophies, and Chicago, Loyola Chicago, just absolutely destroyed them. I mean, it was a flat-out ass-kicking from a number one seed of a number one seed from a mid-major school who, yeah, they were definitely way under-seeded as an eight seed, and maybe if you're an Illinois fan, you can be upset about that and complain about that. But but other than that, you got to be mad at your head coach because he just got his ass kicked by a mid-major coach who probably won't be a mid-major coach for very long, even though he has had other offers and just decided to stay there. Maybe he'll continue to do that and stay with Loyola Chicago, stay with Sister Jean. But, I mean, that's 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 a very embarrassing loss for Illinois, in my opinion. Yeah, you kind of touched on it. I think the big thing for me was Cameron Crutwig just absolutely dominated – Kofi Cockburn. I mean, like, that should not be happening. This dude dominated every big, maybe with the exception of Luca Garza, in the Big Ten all season long. And then you get into the tournament, and honestly, dude is very ugly, and he doesn't really look like he belongs on a D1 basketball court. But I guess those are the kind of guys that, you know, everyone falls in love with. But I, you just you can't get dominated like that. I mean, it's just that, – that was, that was the, big, um, the big point in that game for me, I think. I was really pissed off seeing that game. I think I – brackets aside, that was a really freaking good game. Um, and Loyola just played – that was like the most complete game I've seen a team play. I, I'm not the fastest expert here, but I have to kind of be the same year. Um, but he – I think what Crutwood did uh, against that team, it was, it was just – it was unbelievable what he did against Illinois. And I, I don't blame, you know, Illinois fans for maybe being pissed about Loyola being a – being a really high eight seed. Um, but you, you got to beat everybody to be the champions. And, and if they can't get by that, it's just an embarrassment for the Big Ten. And that's what really what it comes down to. And I was praying during the Michigan game that Michigan won. Otherwise, the Big Ten would have been left with Maryland, who just, I think, is probably going to lose to Alabama. It would, it, it's an absolute joke, dude. And it doesn't make any sense to me how, um, like you said, these mid-major conferences, not even these mid-major, these tiny conferences, like Oral Roberts Conference. I, I don't think I'd heard about Oral Roberts before this. Um, the team that beat Texas, uh, Elbing Christian, all these teams. I, I don't know. What does that say? Does that say something about um, maybe these are the questions you're supposed to be asking us, Beal? Are these? What is this supposed to be said about? Um, about like the mid, the big conferences now. Like, does that just make the Big Ten uh, a huge joke? Like all these. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, I don't get it. It kind of does. I mean, the Big Ten is. Uh, they should be embarrassed too. I mean, the Big Ten has had a flat out embarrassing performance in the tournament, Illinois being the highlight of it. Maybe you could say Purdue as well. Didn't have a very good showing in that first round, but I mean, it, it's been embarrassing for the big 10 and now they're just down to Michigan. Michigan squeaked out by um, LSU earlier today, but it, it looks like Maryland is going to lose to Alabama barring some sort of miracle comeback. And now you're just down to one team left and coming into this tournament, you had such high hopes for the Big Ten. I mean, you had, I had at least two of those teams in the Final Four and a potential to even see Purdue make a run or Ohio State make a run. And it's just both of those teams gone after the first weekend. And for Purdue and Ohio State, gone after the first day. I mean, absolutely pathetic showing from the Big Ten and the ACC as well. But it's it's March Madness, fellas, and, and we missed it last year, and we just we're getting double the madness this year, and it's been absolutely crazy. It's been impossible to predict, 
And I know there's no perfect brackets left, but it'd be interesting to see the average correct number of correct picks per year because you've got to, got to imagine that this is one of the lowest uh, picked tournaments of, of at least of our lifetime because there's just so many upsets and it's been really hard to predict. Let's stay down in the Midwest Conference or in the Midwest region. We talked about Loyola Chicago. Uh, let's talk about another one of the underdogs in that bracket is Oregon State, and they've been playing as good as anybody in the country right now. They're going to match up with Loyola Chicago. That's going to be a phenomenal Sweet 16 game next weekend. We also have Syracuse in that region, Buddy Bayheim, who is shooting like 55% from three-point land in the last four weeks or the last four games he's played in all postseason games and that's that's just insane 50 over anything over 50 percent really anything over 40 percent from the three-point line is is an insane number and the fact that he's doing that in the big 10 or in the his conference tournament and then in the big dance is just absolutely absolutely insane and they're going to have a tough matchup with houston next week uh, but that will be an interesting game. I mean, I'm not counting Syracuse out. I think they're six-point dogs right now, and that will be a, an interesting game as well. Who do you guys like coming out of the uh, Midwest region now? I uh, I got Houston coming out of there. Kind of kind of a homework pick just because I have them in the Final Four, but I do think that they're going to get past Syracuse. You know, Syracuse likes, likes to play that kind of slow-tempo game. They'll push it every once in a while, but – you know, when they can get set up and get in that zone defense when they want to, they've been playing a lot of man, but, um, you know, Houston loves to run. They love to get out and run. They like to put up points. And I think that's going to be too much for them to overcome. Uh, but that Loyola Oregon state game, that's going to be a really good one. I think that's going to be dependent on how well Crutwig can play um, and dominate the interior uh, and, and rim protect as well. But yeah, I, I, I like Loyola coming out of that. And then, Man, that will be an insane Elite Eight game, Loyola and uh, Houston. But I yeah. do like Houston coming out of there. I uh, dude, I was trying to figure out how this worked and how they would – maybe I'm just salty because of the brackets, but I was really confused on Houston being a two seed because Wichita State was that one – was the one seed in the AAC tournament, um, and Houston was the two seed. And Wichita had an early exit. It wasn't even that early. I think it was semi semifinals versus Memphis or something like on a buzzer beater. So, I mean, they should have won. It should have been Wichita versus Houston in the championship game, and then we could have gone from there. But Wichita loses early, and they ended up being a playing game 11 seed. Houston wins the tournament. They give a two seed? I, I didn't understand that at all. Maybe Houston – do you guys remember if they had like a – were they ranked pretty high um, at the end of the year? Because the seeding just made zero sense to me on, on so many games, and that was the second one next to Loyola. Um, and then I'll answer your question about who I think is going to win that. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I think Houston there. was accurately seeded, if that's what you're asking. Do you think you're saying they might have been too high? Houston was ranked like seventh or eighth at the end of the season. So I, yeah. I think I think it was pretty valid uh, for them to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. My internet's going out right now. Can you guys hear me? We got you. Yep. Okay. All right. Good deal. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, my point being, I don't know how legit – Houston is. I guess if they were ranked that high in the year, it makes sense. Um, and I can't even use that as a defense now because, you know, yeah, three three teams or no, all four teams that were in the at least the semifinals in the Big Ten tournament were all ranked top ten and they're all out now, besides Michigan. Uh, so I don't know if I can use that as a defense. But with that said, I don't. I don't know. I think I, I think Loyola is probably coming out of that one. The way they played versus Illinois, 
they had the biggest, that was the biggest win of the tournament for sure. That was, that was unbelievable. Um, and so I think that they're going to keep riding that. I think they're going to get by Oregon State. And, yeah, that Houston, it'll probably be Houston versus, versus Loyola. And I, I probably got Loyola going there just because yeah. I don't have Houston going anywhere. But. I like Loyola, too. I like their X's and O's. I like the way they come out of timeouts and, and execute plays. I think their their game plan and their execution is as good as any team in the country. I mean, their coach is phenomenal. I talked about already about how they absolutely murdered Brad Underwood in that Illinois squad. But I, I love them. I, I love them coming out of that region and getting back to the Final Four um, just two years ago. They were in it, or I guess three years ago, 2018, two tournaments ago. They were in that Final Four. I like them getting back to that game. Um, let's go up the bracket, moving from uh, bottom to top here. We're going to go to the South region next. Um, Baylor and Arkansas is going to be a phenomenal Sweet 16 game. Looking forward to that one a ton. Um, but just talking about some of the first-round matchups, uh, we hit on Oral Roberts and Ohio State. Um, let's talk – what was the game I wanted to mention here? Yeah, so Baylor plays Villanova, Arkansas plays Oral Roberts. Excuse me, excuse me. That's that. Yep, you are right about that. I, I guess I'm kind of foreshadowing, or not foreshadowing. What's the word I'm looking Jumping for? The gun. Jump the gun. Thank you. But th- those two teams, I think, will play Baylor and Arkansas in the Elite Eight. Um, what was the game I wanted to talk about here? Um, North Texas and Purdue. North Texas is scrappy, and they played such a weird style of basketball that I didn't even think Purdue played that bad. I didn't think they played good, but it was just the style of basketball was so peculiar that it just threw Purdue off that game, off their game. And I, I had them going to the Final Four in, I believe, this bracket here. And that was just another one where the Big Ten just looked pathetic. I did, however, like the way Wisconsin played against Baylor coming back in that second half and making it a game, at least. I mean, Brad Davison didn't shoot well, and they weren't going to have much of a chance if he didn't shoot well. But I like the way Wisconsin fought um, in that game, in the second-round game. And there was nothing really else. I guess other than Arkansas, uh, loved the way they played. I love that game against Texas Tech, an exciting game back and forth. And then the celebration afterward from Eric Musselman, running over to the scorer's table, jumping on top of that thing and just pointing up into the stands and just going absolutely crazy. And uh, in the locker room after, I mean, they were just dumping jugs of water on him, making a huge mess in there, just dancing all around. I mean, that guy knows how to have a good time. And the Hogs are they're running right now, and I think they have a great chance to get to the Elite Eight and, and play against Baylor. Yeah, I guess the only thing I'll, I'll add about this region is I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but Oral Roberts, an absolutely – it's an unbelievable story in the Sweet 16 now. And like you said, I don't really know what their chances are like against Arkansas. But going back to their their first-round game against Ohio State, the, the way that they battled in that game, it, was, it looked like a, a Power 5 conference school. Because you had Ohio State, they were down by like 8 or 9 at one point came back, they, they went up by like four or five with like three or four minutes to go, and Oral Roberts did not go away. You usually see in those games where it's like, okay, the scare's over, you know, they're going to move on, but you didn't see that from Oral Roberts, and that probably has to do with they have the leading scorer in the NCAA. Uh, I forgot his name now, but like he, he played unbelievable, and I mean, I would not be shocked if they, if they take down Arkansas, but that would be a cool story. 15 seed winning it all. 
that would that, you go ahead, Bill. I was going to say it's only the second time a 15 seed has made it to the third round to the Sweet 16. The other one being Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City. And they were in that same side of the bracket or same uh, region, which I doesn't mean anything, but same region. <laughs> but uh, I was so I couldn't believe when we were when I was watching that game for Ohio State. Um, how bad a shooting Ohio State was. Uh, that Washington, I, I was so uh, him and Cunningham, dude. Did you guys watch that Oklahoma State game? Uh, that would, what were they doing? They have teammates, dude. Yeah, I, I couldn't. That was the most frustrating <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So I think these teams. I think the key to these these teams is that they're just playing really well together. Um, in my limited basketball experience, that uh, that always helped the Space Jammers, our intramural team. So we uh, we had a second place finish. I remember our sophomore year of high school, we played as a team that year. Um, and that's what, uh, that's what a lot of these big, big conference teams are missing. But I think, uh, yeah, I think out of that division, out of that one, Baylor's going to come out of it. I, I think they're yeah. just, they're too dominant. Um, but Oral Roberts for Baylor, true David and Goliath. Uh, that would be a good game to watch. It's certainly I have, I have no clue where I've been going with any of my comments tonight. I've that's just right. kind of been running with them. Hey, I mean, brain's kind of mushy after four days of, of just straight basketball of, of straight eyeballs to televisions for 10 hours a day. I mean, that'll happen after, yeah. after a long, long weekend. Um, let's move on up the bracket. We go to the East region, Michigan, as I mentioned, they survived against LSU today, got a little hairy, um, but they held on, they held on. And so that's all that matters. The big 10 is still alive and they still have a chance. Um, albeit a small chance. They still have a chance. The big 10 does to, to finally win um, a title, even though it's been forever. Uh, UCLA into the sweet 16, Mick Cronin got those boys playing pretty good. Uh, the game that I thought was really interesting was that Abilene Christian Texas game. Uh, I thought Abilene Christian was really scrappy as well. And I thought they also were a, a very odd style of play, a very scrappy style of play. Texas had like 24 turnovers and you just can't do that and win a basketball game. And especially when you put that with, Number 33, who was on the bench for Abilene Christian, just losing his freaking mind all game. And he didn't play a minute, but he was just over there just screaming the entire time and throwing up the horns down after the game was over and jumping on one of his buddies' backs. And, and just that dude was electric. I don't you, you can't lose a game. When, well, I guess they already lost. But when you got a guy like that on your bench just going absolutely berserker for your team, I mean, that just, I love that. I love that. And the camera found him every time. They, they were right on point with that. And uh, it, that was a terrific, terrific basketball game. That's a quintessential first-round matchup where it's scrappy, it, it, it's, it's ugly, and the underdog pulls it out, and it's a huge celebration afterwards. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah, the, this region was really interesting to me just because, you know, you had Colorado and Florida State on the top of this region, and those were some popular upset picks, and nobody in their right mind was thinking Abilene Christian was going to take Texas down. A lot of people, I mean, you, Andy, and Brady all had Texas in their in your final fours. I mean, like, it was almost a done deal that Texas was going to win, and people were like, oh, Georgetown's going to make a run, uh, and it got completely flipped upside down, which – you know, completely fine with me because I had Texas losing pretty early. But uh, it, I, like you said, Abilene Christian, that dude on the bench, you cannot overlook the bench hype man. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is a quintessential part to success in college basketball. And, I mean, 
if you have that, you you're guaranteed to win a few games here and there. Are those guys any good? Like, could they get out on a on the court and play? Are they just purely just for show? It, it would well, look mean, like you out there. No, oh, okay. yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, they have a chance. Then. You're pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. You've all seen me play. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to lie. No, I, I mean they're they're probably solid players as as Andy joins us in now. Andy, we're working through the East region. We've talked about the South. We've talked about the Midwest. We're working top to bottom here. Uh, feel free to hop in if you got any Abilene Christian, UCLA takes anything Michigan wise. Uh, I'll 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 be brutally honest. I've just been drinking since about <laughs> one o'clock this afternoon. It's been well, a, it's been a, you know Andy, tough, that makes sense. Monday, the fact Iowa. that you're yeah. I mean, it's been a tough day in the state of Iowa. It is yeah. It's the tr- the truly iced teas. I don't know if anyone out there has tried them. Those are absolutely <laughs> delicious. You can drink those seven days a week, uh, all day Monday, and that's basically what I've been doing. All right, thank you. How many drink? Uh, how many cans or how many uh, twelve packs? <laughs> Good answer. All right, we'll we'll hop right up to the West region. Let's talk <laughs> Iowa. Let's talk Oregon. Uh, Andy, I I had to work this afternoon. I didn't get to catch the game. What happened? Tell us all about it. What what went wrong? So I had, I had a meeting during the first half, and mm, then I watched the second half. I'm eating lunch. I was eating good old fashioned Aldi sushi, which is <laughs> probably why I lost. Were you drinking uh, during the meeting? Uh, I was not drinking during the meeting. My meetings this afternoon, though. Um, Trying to get you fired. It's. Um, your meeting it is was, this afternoon, so you said it's coming up it this afternoon. It's been. Right. I'll, I'll hop said, in here. I'll hop in here. <laughs> Iowa did not play a single lick of defense. They didn't. They did not care about. Sounds anything. about right. Sounds I, about right. Iowa, Iowa had three starters that did not score a point. You're that joking. has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it because Iowa put up 80 points and they got blown out. You don't put up 80 <laughs> points and get blown out. It's unbelievable That's, how bad of defense they played. You know, in, in the in the in the first half, in the first half, we uh, we were shooting better from the field than Oregon. Uh, Oregon made seven three pointers. We made three, and Oregon was up by eight at the half. And then that basically continued the second half. Um, so you and ninety five points. Was that how many it was? Yeah, yeah. ninety five eighty. Ninety-five. Uh, a team, a team last, can shoot hundred percent from three. And the last, make the last four the minutes, the last four minutes all kind of just blended together. Like once Joe Wees can't, once Joe Weekamp like hurt his hurt his Achilles there in the second half, then that was like downhill for for Eastern Iowa. The amount of bush, before that. the amount of the amount of bushlight drinking in Iowa today has to be a world record for the amount of bushlight drinking on a Monday because <laughs> is is the entire state of Iowa off tomorrow? Are they just shutting down the state? Just it's uh, one day closure. It's definitely tomorrow morning. It's and it's not off like officially. It's just it's a day people of are going to be so hungover that like just no work is going to get done. First off, whose bri- whose bright idea was it to play a game at 11 a.m. on a Monday morning? Yeah, like I loved it. I loved it. I, I didn't like, have to work. I just sat back, relaxed, watched some basketball, 
one of one of bet on the over because I knew Iowa's defense is absolutely atrocious. It was definitely made up Monday that more tolerable. Ooh, that was free money over one forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> it almost, that was it almost hit in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we talked about it a while ago, and I, I think at least I thought that Iowa had fixed up, fixed their defense in the last month, and it they'd shown we, some signs of, we of were, it being. We fixed. were playing the last month. Our Ken Palm defensive rate rating over the past month was a top five defense. Yeah. Uh, this goes to show you can't trust an Iowa team in March. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. We, we hang are on. we are one in twenty two since the night since nineteen eighty nine when we made a final four. We are one in twenty two in the round of thirty two. We've only made one Sweet Sixteen uh, in the past like thirty plus years, and we had the the Naismith Player of the Year this year on our team and we lost to goddamn Oregon. We lost to a goddamn football school. Like what the hell is that? The Iowa State Cyclones women's basketball team won their first round game today. I feel like it's not all bad in the state of Iowa. Any thoughts? Questions? Thank you, Zach. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, You're welcome. I, I, great... I somehow missed that game, but um I'm I'm usually pretty close <laughs> yeah. on that Iowa State women's Zach, who's close. the leading scorer in that game? Uh they well <laughs> Hang on. There's a lot of points scored. <laughs> There's a lot of points. <laughs> hey, I uh, yeah, that I'll be quite honest with you. Um, Alicia Smith. Oh, nice. Yep. Thanks for being that's honest. What I was being she, she's that's what I was being right? a junior. Yeah, she's redshirted. Yeah. Redshirted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she'll get another year because of the COVID deal. Um, she'll be in the she'll be on the Sparks soon though. I guarantee you. Love it. Some WNBA draft insight there from Zachary. Um, Andy, back Oh, to- she had the most minutes. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> no, most minutes, not the best points. <laughs> right. Hey, you know what, though? You know what? The real bracket starts this weekend. We got the Dell Technologies World Golf Championships match play. Who doesn't love some golf? You know, that's, I'm not that's, the, that's biggest the real March Madness coming up this weekend, even though it's going to be April, I think. Uh, still March. Still March. I think it's still be March. Still yeah. March. Still be still March. March. Still March. Um, still right, Andy. <laughs> Doing it right down there, man. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do a welfare check. Somebody go to <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Somebody go to Iowa. See how Andy's doing. <laughs> Maybe bring him some more Iowa, truly uh, state of Iowa iced would feel a welfare check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I that that's that's understandable after the season you had. How good that team was. How good Luca Garza was to just fall flat on your face. Totally embarrassed in front of the entire just nation. Choke to just Absolute choke, choke job. Here's a question just, for you. Fran McCaffrey, is he on the hot seat? There's no way he's on the hot seat. No? No. It's <laughs> the thing is the thing is, Fran. So so I I'll tell you so so do you guys know Steve Alford? He's the UNLV coach, he used to coach at UCLA, he used yep. to coach at Iowa. Yep, his son Steve Alford for the team. came from the, the state of Indiana where basketball is basketball is is greater than god himself and um and it was a big deal when steve alford decided to come to iowa and turns out he was an asshole um who didn't respect iowa expected to be treated like a king Mm -hmm. and signed rapists and sexual abusers Mm -hmm. onto the team that no one else wanted that doesn't sit well in iowa now fran mccaffrey is also a hothead like Steve Alford, but he doesn't sign rapists and sexual abusers onto his basketball team. 
he doesn't walk into stores in Iowa City and just expect everything to be free. Yeah. Like he's That's the type of jackass. He's the type of jackass that the state of Iowa likes. Like he, you know, friends with red face on Twitter. Great yeah. Twitter account. Well, I, uh, I, I was kind of joking about him being on the hot seat. Obviously, after the season they've had, they're not going to fire their head coach. But the Steve Alford stuff is a kind of a funny story. I think one of his first days in Iowa City, he went into one of the suit stores to get some suits. That's, that's yeah. That's one of my that's one of my dad's nuggets because yeah, not, maybe not you, a lot of not a lot of tailors in a, not a lot of tailors in a, in Iowa City, Iowa, and uh, he thought his suits were on the house. Yeah. <laughs> Because he not, was a new basketball. Not coach. a great look going into the new city first week in there. Yeah, not 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 great. But uh, yeah, I, I was kind of joking about Fran. I think he's fine. Andy, you guys are going to lose Garza, and you're probably going to suck next year. So on to golf. On to golf for you. On to golf. Yeah, yeah. golf won me. Golf won me seven grand this weekend. So golf is seven golf is or seven quite well for me. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven. And that was kind of a crazy couple of hours there. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Which first I'd like to issue a formal complaint to the goddamn federal government for withholding (laughs) for for taking, stealing two thousand dollars of that seven thousand dollar bet that I won. That was all skill, not luck at all. Uh, last Thursday I picked twelve winners, uh in, in twelve group winners on the PGA tour. I went eight for 12 with four pushes, uh, brought my uh, $1 bet up to a $7,000 winnings. Uh, so Granite State Management, um, you know, shout out to you because I'll be paying off my student loans through. And also federal government, here's what I have. Here's a question I have for you too. You're going to withhold money from my gambling winnings that I was going to give back to you anyway, paying off my student loans. Like I was just going to give all the money back to you anyway. And now you have to take 2000 of it and just be like, you know, give us, give us the rest anyway, but we need to use this for other stuff. I just don't get it. It's, it's, it's messed up. Does this have something to do with the Iowa game today? No, absolutely nothing. Okay. Yeah. There's an Iowa game today. <laughs> well, Andy, <laughs> explain kind of the, the drama throughout that day, because you hit the so, first eight and you sent the so your I, screenshot I, of your I, bet. So Go here, ahead. Here, here's the thing. So, so I, um, I didn't hit the first eight, but, I wasn't paying attention because I made a 12 leg parlay and it was, you know, 12 leg parlay on 12 different groups of three. So following 36 golfers, which I was working last Thursday. So I checked over lunch, how the groups in the morning did. I had eight groups off in the morning and the app told me that I had won all eight of them. So at the time I wasn't going to go back and like, double check because it's a legal sports book points bet sports book if you'd like to sponsor us then uh and garrett the wonderful uh, uh sales representative from the finance team who's been taking care of my uh my tax information um you know i'll, I'll hit you up about a sponsorship um but um so there's four groups in the afternoon and i basically didn't work thursday afternoon and i just followed those four groups on pga tour live um and shout out to russell knox sticking it uh from 160 yards on on his 18th hole on thursday to four feet making the birdie putt to beat stewart sink to seal the deal at the time i thought i had won a hundred thousand dollars and i was going to make a hefty donation to russell knox's charity whatever that charity is um 
but um, but, oh, brother. but due, due, due to the pushes, due to the pushes, it was only seven thousand. And apologies, Russell. Um, you know, it's not quite enough to to warrant a, a large donation to your charity. Yeah, which I couldn't find a charity for Russell Knox, which makes me wonder how charitable a person he actually is. But that's besides <laughs> the point. That's besides the point. Um, I. Uh, oh my gosh! All right, I'm going to speed this along. For a while, we thought you were going to win one hundred eighteen thousand dollars. And it was crazy for a couple hours there. I just kept looking at my phone. I was on the golf course. I'm like, did Andy win? Because you were sending this updates. I was like, did I was Andy win $100,000? Did he win $100,000? And it turns out you won $7,000. Still good, but still it, it was an electric was, couple of hours. I was driving around Cedar Rapids, Iowa, not knowing how I'm going to tell my dad, hey, dad, like, by the way, today I made a one dollar bet and won seven hundred thousand dollars. This is my dad who's told me seven hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it's going up. Seven thousand. The title of Rambling Ricky goes to Andy. Oh my god! This number just keeps going up. And it's up like Joe time. Biden talking about coronavirus deaths. Oh my god! One hundred and fifty thousand million, hundred thousand Americans. Oh. <laughs> This this is this is my dad who's told me that he'd rather <laughs> me be an alcoholic or uh, or or a druggie than um than than addicted to gambling, because you know, he says he's he, you can only drink so much, you know you can only drink so much die. when it comes to sports gambling. When it comes to sports gambling, well you can only drink so much till you pass out. With with sports betting, you know you can always just lose all your money. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, True. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I, so, I don't know. Keep, keep on. <laughs> so I, either either way, I um I spent a long time uh, trying to figure out how I would tell him that I had I had placed a one dollar bet that somehow won a hundred thousand dollars, only won seven thousand, which again can't complain about. Mm-hmm. Can't no absolutely no complaints. Nope. Fine people at points bet were very accommodating. There was a little mishap. There were two Scott Stallings in the tournament this weekend. Very confusing. Very random name to have two two guys yeah. named. And, um, and, and they'd counted my, one of my, one of my legs as a loss because they looked at a different Scott Stallings to which I, uh, I promptly, uh, slid into points bets, uh, DMs to, uh, to straighten that situation out. Um, great customer service over there. Again, if, uh, Garrett from sales, if, if you're listening and, you know, uh, He's not sponsor the pod. Then <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I'll, I'll send him. To, I'll send him this pod. I'll send him this pod after. after yeah, it's out. Do it. You we've, never had know. A, we've we've had a lengthy email change. I've I've built up a uh, I've built up a good repertoire with uh, with Garrett from PointsBet. Um, he sent me over a docu sign today. That's always fun to fill out. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, not seven grand richer. I'm five grand richer, and the U.S. government is two two grand richer. So hey. that's uh. That's that, helping our that's national my, debt uh, issue, Randy. Thanks for your contribution. Um, anything else, any of you, uh, on March Madness-related stuff? I have a couple of gopher, well, one gopher news thing and then a couple of Vikings um, news bits that we can get to in just a second. But, Andy, we talked about most of the upsets, um, but anything else from any of you guys on the first two rounds of the 2021 NCAA tournament? Big Ten. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's my take. Yeah, that's. I think uh, one of the one of the big stories of the tournament is the Pac-10. Uh, I think at one point, I think before um, Colorado lost today, they were undefeated in the tournament, which is a very very different picture 
than what, you know, I think most people saw coming into the tournament. They thought the Big Ten was going to dominate, and instead the Pac-10, you know, really, really showcased how good their conference actually is. So I think that's, US, that's something to take away. USC is now is also a big right now in Kansas too. So Yep, and that, that game is, is, yeah, that's getting away from Kansas there. 40-21 to 21 at the half. It will obviously be done by the time this comes out, but not looking like Kansas is going to advance here to the Sweet 16, unless they have a huge comeback. Never know. Crazier things have happened, fellas. Um, well, we have a, a couple days off now until Sweet 16 starts, but, uh, fellas, the madness will continue. I can guarantee you that. If there's one thing we learned from the last four days, it's that March madness is going to madness, and the madness shall continue. Let's get to some Gopher Hoops news. Uh, big signing today. Big hiring, I should say. Ben Johnson, former assistant, former player. I think he played at De La Salle as well. Um, he was an assistant at Xavier most recently. Hired as your head coach for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And I'm, I, I'm happy with it. I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton about Ben Johnson other than that he was an assistant here. He was a pretty good recruiter when he was here. And he should know these Minnesota kids well, and he should have... Uh, a good chance being a Minnesota guy himself to hopefully finally lock down these borders, especially when you're seeing this past weekend, so many of those Minnesota guys out playing for other teams, doing tremendous things for other schools. If you could just get half of them, don't even need all of them. Just need 50% of them. You have a tournament team every single year in Minnesota, and that's going to be the task for Ben Johnson and Marcus Carr. He's gone. He's entering the transfer portal. So it's basically a fresh start for Johnson. There's, not a ton of talent here. I mean, we're still going to have Robbins. We're still going to have Kelsher, hopefully. And uh, we're still going to have Gotch. And hopefully you can find a way to unlock his potential. But uh, Ben Johnson, he has his work cut out for him in Minnesota. P-Bomber, any thoughts uh, on Mr. Johnson? Yeah, I didn't really know much about him either. I did some research on him today. Um, like you said, he's known as a pretty good recruiter. Um, he was Patino's best recruiter when he was here. Uh, and, and I read something today about how he was the main factor in Amir Coffey signing with the Gophers, um, which is probably one of the higher recruits that a Patino team has gotten. Um, so, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's good news, I guess, but, um, you know, I was still hanging on for Musselman and, potentially the uh, Cleveland state coach, uh, Dennis Gates, but you know, I, I will, we'll see. He's just, I think he's just got to try to bring as much buzz to the team as possible. And growing up in Minnesota, playing in Minnesota, it's going to be an advantage for him. But um, it, this seems like another experiment to me, which could go sideways. Uh, but you know, you never know. We'll see. Yeah. I would have liked Muslim too. Was somebody going to say something there? Oh, I, I was going to say, I the first thing I did was I looked up Ben Johnson on Wikipedia. There are 28 people named Ben Johnson that have Wikipedia pages. 14 of them are in sports, and not one <laughs> of them is Ben Johnson, the basketball coach who was hired by Minnesota. And if you do not have a Wikipedia page named after you and you were hired as a Power 5 basketball or, or football coach, then I can't say confidently that that was a good hire. I, I'm not saying it's a bad hire, but I can't say it was a good hire if, if he doesn't have Wikipedia yet. So that's, that's, right. that, that, that's my spin on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. A big, a big thing going into it was, you know, how much money is the university going to actually spend on a coach? And that, that's where the Muscleman 
kind of idea was falling off. And this is definitely a cheaper alternative, which, I mean, if, if you're a betting man and you like, you like underdogs, I mean, this would be one of them. So uh, I guess we'll see, but he's definitely got his work cut out for him. I uh, just looked it up and uh, Rick, Rick Pitino Jr. has a has a Wikipedia page, um, and the last time I checked, that didn't work out. So I'm gonna debunk that one, Andy, and go on to say that not all people who have Wikipedia pages are gonna be cut out for the job. But I understand where you're going with that, um, and I also was a little nervous about it. Um, but I did read that same thing about you, Red Parker, about he was like, he was, I mean, your dad had talked to someone. He was like, he was the only reason he came to Minnesota. Yeah. So if you can keep the guys in Minnesota. That's all we can ask for at this point. Yeah. Beyond that, maybe we can make him a Wikipedia page. I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Maybe that maybe that can be some homework for us the next couple of weeks here. But I, I do remember playing against Hopkins and, and just going to see see them play, even when I wasn't playing against him. That Ben Johnson guy was at every single game. I, I, ever, I, I saw him there all the time at those Hopkins games. I mean, he put the groundwork in on Amir Coffey. Yeah, his dad went to Minnesota, and it, it looked like a guy who should go to Minnesota – but that, that was no shoe in The Gophers have lost a ton of those type recruits who have, have parents or even have relatives or connections to the University of, of Minnesota, and they go other places. So, you know, kudos to him on, on that get, and hopefully we, that's just a, a sign of what's to come. Hopefully they can just somehow find a way to lock down these borders. Just need a couple of them. We don't need all of them, but just imagine this Gopher team with Jericho Sims and McKinley Wright or even Jalen Suggs. One of those three guys, and this is probably a tournament team, get two or three of them, and you're talking about a blue blood. That's right. Minnesota could be a blue blood in college basketball. If you lock down these borders, this could be a blue blood state in college lock basketball. Lock down the borders. That's all we need, baby. That's funny. Lock them down. Now, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it starts with a Jalen Suggs or a Matthew Hurt or, or those kind of guys. If you can just get your Theo Johns, your Brad Davisons, your Nathan Reavers, if you can get those kind of guys to stay here first, and and actually make some noise, make a Sweet 16 for – I don't think I've ever seen a gopher team in the Sweet 16 in my lifetime. But if you can start making those consistent runs, you're going to start getting the attention of uh, of your, your big dogs where they're like, you know what, I can actually go to Minnesota and still get noticed and, you know, make it to the NBA. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it would be awesome to get a Jalen Suggs-type player in Minnesota, but, you know, it's it's not a – one year, two year, even three year turnaround with that. I think it's going to be a, a longer process than that, but yeah. Well, best of luck to him and hopefully he's the man for the job. Let's talk a little NFL news. Patrick Peterson is officially a Minnesota Viking big signing over the last, uh, maybe like four days ago, three days ago. Um, but Patrick Peterson, man, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, at least he was, he didn't have a great season last year. Part of the reason why the Vikings even have the opportunity to get him, to sign him uh, with that very tricky cap situation the Vikings have. But uh, in Mike Zimmer's scheme, with everything he knows about cornerbacks, coaching up these corners, I I think that could be a great addition to this defense that was horrible last season. And even today, getting some news about Anthony Barr restructuring his deal, he'll be back next season um, with less of a cap hit, which is good. And it seems like things are slowly starting to come together for this Vikings defense. Still, no word on, on Daniil Hunter, whether he's coming back for sure or not. I mean, the Vikings, it sounds like they were in talks this week. I know things had gotten kind of dicey, but they were back to the negotiating table this week. And so that's still a big question mark. But 
things are slowly starting to come come together for this Vikings and, and particularly on the defensive side of things. Yeah, I really like that Patrick Peterson signing. Uh, what's interesting about that, I heard on KFAN today that it was actually Patrick Peterson's agent who reached out to Minnesota. Minnesota wasn't even interested. Um, and, and his agent reached out and was like, he wants to play. He wants to play there. It was mostly because of Mike Zimmer and his defense and his schemes. Um, but that, that's good that you, you see these, these perennial players, you know, he might be a little bit past his prime, but these players wanting to come to Minnesota and play for a Mike Zimmer defense um, is big. Uh, and the other thing was um, there were some rumors about him maybe playing safety, uh, but those have been debunked. I guess it's a for sure thing that he's going to play corner. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to work out, but a big question there is which of your your young uh, corners are you going to start opposite of him? I think that's going to be a big question, question mark going into the season, but we shall see. Uh, yeah, and Anthony Barr, love to have him back and awesome that he's going to be sticking it out. Hopefully he can cover a running back out of the backfield. <laughs> but That's kind of his, his Achilles heel, but he, he does things that don't get noticed. I think he's a fabulous run fill guy who is underappreciated in that aspect. But yeah, he does lack some sideline speed, particularly in these last couple of years. He's lost a little bit of foot speed, but I think it's good to get him back. He knows the system well. He makes up for other guys, at least in the run stop. Um, The other news I was going to mention, not news yet, but maybe future news. It sounds like there's a chance we get Larry Fitz and he is really good buddies with Patrick Peterson those two guys have, have come up to Hazeltine a number of times. I've, I've actually caddied for Patrick Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald together, and those two guys are really good buddies, and there was even some rumors on Twitter this week that Fitz might be coming to Minnesota. It might be finally coming home. He obviously never played for the Vikings, but he's a Minnesota guy, went to Holy Angels, and this could be – I mean, this is like an all-time Minnesota story. Minnesotans love the comeback you know, the comeback kid or whatever you want to call it, the guy who leaves and then comes back to the Vikings. And this would be an all-time Minnesota story with Larry Fitz coming here. And obviously he's older too, quite a bit older than Patrick Peterson. But I th- I still think he's got some miles in his legs and could help this Vikings squad. Wasn't he Wasn't he the ball boy for the Vikings when he was a kid? Yep. Younger? Yep. Mm, yes, That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, if, if, you get, if you get Larry Fitz over here um, – I mean, you just you think about the the type of mentorship that Justin Jefferson is going to get from that. Not only having Adam Thielen, who's kind of a more, um, I guess, crafty receiver, but then you also get you know the possession receiver, the the fundamental receiver, and Larry Fitz to, to complement Thielen in that. And you're looking at a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. Uh, I mean, that's pretty lofty to say right now, going into his second year. But I mean, with that kind of resources, that's I mean. That's all you can ask for. So yeah, that that's that's exciting news. I did not hear that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. It's obviously not official or anything yet, but there's a chance. There's a chance, and I think I think it's a good chance too. I be, I'm not going to be saying I'd be surprised if he wasn't on the Minnesota Vikings, but I wouldn't be shocked. I, I would not be shocked if he's on the Minnesota Vikings when we kick things off this fall, uh, fellas. Anything else? March Madness, NFL. Anything else to wrap the show? I love it. Uh, let's go Baylor Bears. Me. Yeah. Go Ooh, Kansas. Go Baylor. Go Jayhawks. We need, Kansas we need to go comeback. within uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's all we need, fellas. Mark my words. All right. Last thing quickly. Everyone, just one word. Who's your winner? You got 16 teams left. Everyone pick a winner. P, we'll start with you. 
Baylor. Zachary. Come back to me. Andy. Gonzaga. I'm going Gonzaga. Zachary. Alabama. Oh, I Bama. like it. Ooh. Yes, sir. Old Tide. All right. Old Tide. Well, there's our picks from, from Sweet 16 on, fellas. That'll do it for the show. We'll be back on Thursday, well, Friday morning. We'll probably talk some hoops, previewing the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. We will see you all then. What day is it? And in what mind this clock never seems so alive. I can't keep up and I can't back down. I've been losing so much time. Cause it's you and me and all other people with nothing to do. Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why Can't keep my eyes off of you What are the things That I want to say Just aren't coming out right I'm tripping words You got my head spinning, I don't know where to go from here. Cause it's you and me, and all other people with nothing to do, nothing to prove. And it's you and me, and all other people, and I don't know why, I can't keep my eyes off of you. Something about you now I can't quite figure out Everything she does is beautiful Everything she does is right Cause it's you and me And all other people with nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to prove And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know Mind this clock never seemed so alive